0: Welcome to the Land of Etheria. Season 1, The Shattering. Episode 26, The Larrakesh Baby. Once upon a time, in the Land of Etheria, there was a Princess Nea and a Princess Lulu, and they went on the most amazing adventures. Nea and Lulu had just freed an old elf lady from being enslaved by a curse. It had happened inside an old enchanted elven keep, when she had decided to keep the yellow tornidian crystal for herself, and not use it to heal Etheria. She didn't know that the old elven keep was enchanted, and neither did Nea or Lulu. They would learn more about the old enchanted elven keeps in another adventure. As soon as they healed the old elf, she turned back to her normal elf self, for she was really a sweet old lady elf inside, but also very, very sad, and she began to cry, just being around Nea, Lulu, and Wall. Why are you so sad? Lulu asked. Well, a long time ago, I had a baby girl, a very special little girl, and I lost her, And I couldn't find her. I've spent years searching Etheria for her, high and low, and have not been able to find her. You haven't by chance seen her, have you? Nea and Lulu looked at each other, and then they looked at Wall, who just shrugged. Can you tell us more about her? asked Nea. She'd be about 15. Her name is Olivia. The only thing I have left of hers is this. And she held out a small baby blanket with a griffin emblem on it. Will you help me find her? We can try, said Nea. Wall looked at the princesses and was getting sad because he still wanted to find his own family and he wondered if he would ever find them and if the wish he made at the well would ever come true. The old elf walked them down the mountain and into the elf town of Larrakesh on the beach. It was beautiful, and it was small. But what they didn't know is that they also bred griffins there. It's no use trying to get over the mountains by foot. It'd take you days and put you all in danger. Over here, we travel back and forth by griffin. Let me talk to my friend, and we'll get you a ride. In no time, she was back with a large, majestic griffin for the adventurers to ride on. This griffin unlike the other two they met was trained and a nice friendly griffin it also wasn't as dark please take this blanket and find my daughter when the princesses saw the blanket they took note of the fabric and that it had an emblem of a griffin on it these places these towers are sacred for us elves i was told that when my daughter was born she had a birthmark on her wrist please remember that And maybe that will help you find her. And with that, the adventurers took flight atop a friendly griffin over Tortura Bay and back home. As they were flying, Wall couldn't help notice that he had a birthmark on his wrist. And he was almost 15 years old, too. But he didn't say anything about it, because he was a little nervous and shy about his birthmark. When he was young, other ogres used to make fun of him for having it. He often tried to hide it because he didn't want anybody else to make fun of him. And he thought, maybe, maybe this girl elf was made fun of too. Maybe she'd understand what it's like to be teased because of a birthmark. When they landed, the first thing the princesses did was send word to all the kingdoms about the lost baby elf. And guess who they heard back from? They got word from Princess Ellery to come quickly to Morinville for she had news of the lost baby elf. So they traveled as quickly as they could to Morinville. As soon as they arrived, she gave them both a big hug. How are things? And how was your adventure? It has been so long since I've seen you. I've missed you both so, so much. Come on, let's have some tea and talk inside. And she signaled for them to all be careful what they say in public and wait until they were safe. Morinville wasn't always the safest place for ogres, and Ellery wanted to be safe when talking about the lost baby girl herself. When they were safely inside Ellery's castle, and in her special quarters, they were able to talk freely. So you're looking for the lost girl, Elf? You two go on the most amazing adventures, she exclaimed. I overheard my father talking about it once, but he couldn't make sense of what he was saying, and he didn't want to talk about it. Well, All we really have is this special blanket to go on, and the fact that she had a birthmark on her wrist. Ellery gasped. I don't know where you got that, but I've seen one just like it. Where? they asked. Joe's place, she said. Joe? The older lady? The botanist who was really good with plants and lived just outside of Morinvale? Naya asked. Joe also happened to be the keeper of the green Terranian crystal. When they got to Joe's cottage, Joe was there and sat them down. Only she was moving quite a bit slower than normal, and even coughed a few times, getting everything ready for her guests. Joe, can you tell us anything about a lost baby girl elf? The girl this blanket belongs to? asked Ellery. Joe slowly nodded. A long time ago, there was an elf warrior who lived in the elven keep above Lyrakesh. She was pregnant and very sick, so sick that everybody was afraid that her baby would get sick too. Hickory, the inventor and I, were sent to watch over her and bring her babies to her brother and care for them so they would be safe. Them? Yes. You see, she had twins, a girl and a boy. We were asked to take them to him and it would be safer to raise them. You know, for a time, away from her illness. The sickness was affecting all the elves in Larrakesh, but not humans, so we could take them without any risk. And we did. We took them to Oleander. The wise elf in the forest? Asked Naya. She nodded. Hickory and I left them with Oleander. Unfortunately, we heard that he was raided after the invasion of Forevermore by ogres, and the babies were lost. Is that all you know? asked Nea. Their mother also went mad with rage because of the sickness. It was making elves very, very angry. We never told her about the boy. No one who knew the story ever did. With the girl lost and her mother not well, we thought what good would it do? Maybe we were wrong. Nea, Lulu, and Wall got up to leave. Wait, I'm coming with you, said Ellery. I want to get to the bottom of this as well. So Ellery joined them on their journey into the woods and to find Oleander, the wise old elf. One thing Lulu meant to ask Joe about, but didn't, was why she wasn't with the dwarves healing the other temples. But she too was distracted, thinking about their current adventure to think of it in time. When they arrived at Oleander's hut, they knocked on the door. The old elf slowly opened the door. Back for the griffins? he asked. Lulu, excited to see them, ran right past him to the nest, where the three baby griffins fumbled over each other and skittered about. Not quite, said Naya. We'd like to know about the twin baby elves from Larrakesh. To that, the old man's eyes got wide and he started to cry. "'They're lost forever. Taken from us by ogres,' he said, trying not to look at Wall. There was a small band, a strong one, that had learned to use magic. They were seeking revenge after losing their families in the invasion. "'Do you remember any of them?' asked Ellery. They had a sorceress. Torag was her name. She was very powerful.' "'She took them?' asked Lulu. His eyes started to well up with tears, and he looked away. "'Yes, she took them,' he said with anger. "'She took both of them, Walter and Olivia.' "'Walter?' "'Yes, the boy and the girl, Olivia.' But before he could continue, there was a sound from outside, and the griffins bolted out the door. Ola, Paul?' asked Nea, Seeing their two friends walking up to the hut? Naya of Sparland, Lulu of Sparland, Ellery of Morinville, Paul said. And who is this fine ogre? Wall of Tracod, he said confidently, greeting Paul. Why hello, Wall of Tracod, and this is Ola of Ubin, Ola interrupted with a smile. Paul was still getting used to the fact that Ola preferred to introduce herself and where she came from rather than anyone else. As Ola stretched out her hand and shook Walls, Oleander squinted. It was at that moment, too, that the girls saw it. Both ogres, Ola and Wall, had similar birthmarks on their wrists. Walter? And Olivia? asked Lulu, letting their names blur into the baby elf names. She hadn't fully put it together in her head. She was more asking herself out loud while recognizing a pattern. No one had noticed, but Oleander had backed up and was sitting on a chair in the corner. He put his hand to his forehead and was shaking his head. She turned you both into ogres. A family for a family, he said out loud remembering her cryptic words long, long ago. The ogre sorceress hadn't taken the babies to harm them. She had taken them and turned them into ogres to replace hers. It was no secret that Oleander didn't like ogres after losing his family in the invasion, and then his niece and nephew he lost afterwards. The lost babies of Lirakesh? Paul said out loud. Ola looked at him, surprised. You mean I'm an elf? Wall just looked at Ola and began to tear up. That means you're my sister, he said. And you're my brother, she said. The two hugged, kind of awkwardly, but a very big, happy hug. They had both separately always felt a little different than other ogres, like they didn't quite fit in. However, knowing there was someone else like them who could understand, made all the difference in the world to them. By now, Oleander was crying. Will you two ever forgive me? I, tr- I tried to find you, but I was looking in all the wrong places. Nea, Lulu, Ellery, and Paul decided to give the two ogres and Oleander some space inside the hut they were going to need some time to catch up and figure a few things out. After some discussion, they realized that Walter and Olivia must have been given ogre names when they were baby ogres that related to their elven birth names. When the three of them had been able to catch up and reconcile, Oleander made everyone a large elven dinner, but with some ogre food as well. And the two siblings were so excited to catch up on their lives and their adventures. And they both decided that they would need to go to see their long-lost birth mother as soon as possible. The End. The Land of Etheria is produced by a father-daughter team and made possible in part to its supporting fans. It's contributions from fans like you that keep the adventure going. If you enjoy The Land of Etheria, and would like to see more episodes, please visit us at www.thelandofetheria.com and consider supporting the podcast. Thank you, and have a great night.